Ryan, what a jam-packed emotional episode this week was. Oh my god, I'm still reeling and recovering from it. Six Feet Under, episode five of season seven. I could not believe how heavy this was. Now, from the title, like I said, didn't remember a lick of it. I had no idea what this was going to be about. But then obviously, as I pushed play, I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was very excited to watch this episode because the Angel of Death comes back. Simon Templeton. I'm sorry. Simon Templeman, and we also have guest stars Zach Ward as Cirque, along with uh, Charisma Carpenter. She's back as uh, Kira. Kira Smith is Kyle Brody. Uh, Nick Lachey, Leslie St. Clair, and then the Casey's uh, Harriet and Arthur, played by Michael Milhone and Eli Puget. Man, this this episode was really good. I thought, and you know, this yeah. also is such a strong season so far. Like, I mean, I'm not too favorable of the pirate one, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say minus that one. Eh. I don't remember season, season seven starting so strong like this. I'm really enjoying the season so far. I'm really glad, again, because it was potentially the last season that we did get things like this. And I have a few notes pertaining that it might have been the last season as we talk about the episode, but I am glad it is a stronger, more serious storyline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so with that being said, let's go through our segments. What about that uh, play of the week? What was that play that you enjoyed in this episode? What stood <sighs> out? I'm going to say P Paige trying to get Piper to stall bringing her to the next world, wherever she was supposed to end up. Gotcha. Very emotional scene right there. Glad. Well, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, mine actually came a little bit before that. It was the heavy maneuver, the change of events, sir, killing Paige oh, out of nowhere. Okay. That actually, yeah, great plan. And what was she doing waiting? I, I, I don't know. But yeah, that was that was a great play. Uh, now let's talk about our MVPs. I'm choosing Death this week. Death is the Angel wow. of Death is one of my favorite oh. characters ever on this show. I just love how smooth and collected he's on the job. He's creepy at the same time. Yeah, I, I just think he is such a cool character and just the topic just the dilemma of just talking about death, accepting death, all of that. I just think is so cool when he's around and yeah, I really enjoy him in this episode and I love when he shows up. He just looks like the angel of death, even though I have no idea what he's supposed to look like, but he looks like him. According to charms. He looks about right. Right. Like, yeah, yeah that's the angel of death. <laughs> what about you? Okay. So hear me out, Rob. It was originally going to be page, but then as the episode went on, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to give it to Phoebe getting a premonition when all was lost. I think her getting that moment was like a shining moment that she earned back her premonition power. But I still got words for both sisters in this situation and how they deal with Paige Matthews. <laughs> That's fair. All right, now 
for the ultimate question. Did you add anyone to your hot man meter? Yes or no? It's raining men! Don't kill me, but no. Why would I kill you? Because <laughs> I know how you feel about this man, and that doesn't know. mean that doesn't mean you have to add him. There's, I was torn because I know what he looks like out of this. This we're talking about our demon, but I couldn't get past the scales. <laughs> so no man ended up on my meter this week, Rob. Tell us about yours. Yes, I added someone. To my hot man meter list. And we will go through them as we progress through the episode. Let's get started. The original air date for this episode is October 10th, 2004. Written by Henry Alonzo Myers and directed by Christopher Leach. A bloodthirsty demon sets on destroying his human half goes on a deadly rampage to kill his remaining blood relatives. Piper is killed so that she can help the Angel of Death clean up the mess. Paige and Piper are waiting for a half-demon to attack. Paige has to cast a protection spell on their innocent. The An army chaplain, to the displeasure of Piper, who says that protection spells always backfire. The chaplain enters the chapel and is confronted by a hooded figure, his cousin Kevin, who says that it's only his human name, and now he goes by Cirque. Cirque shimmers away, and the chaplain is still alive, but has a large hole through his gut. Cue the credits. First off the bat, God, Paige and Piper eating Twizzlers on their little stakeout, I think is adorable. You and your Twizzlers. I like, I love this little, like, this little moment of them just eating these these Twizzlers, sitting in the car. And I'm sorry, but Paige is bringing up Phoebe's issues. And Rob, I gotta say, I'm with her with this. Just because Phoebe slept with Leslie. She's not leaving the house now and she's allowing the girls to do everything. Meanwhile, she's on sabbatical. Paige is running magic school. Piper is complaining about everything. Kids, P3. To me, I went through this season saying this, Rob. I'm not going to hate on Phoebe. I know that these are the seasons that really, for her character, get grading for a lot of people. But honestly, it is so easy to to show like her maturity level is wanes so much like things like this, that she just shuts down and she lets these men just take over her life and how she lives. So I'll just leave it with that. But I think Paige is right. And Piper is always trying to still be that half, excuse me, that middle sister. Uh, she, she's never wants to be in the middle. She never wants to tell Phoebe anything. So I'm I agree with Paige. I mean, shocker, but I can definitely see your point on this. I think Phoebe doing the column for so long would have learned some coping mechanisms and and you know ways of channeling her, you know, her fears, insecurities or whatever the case may be, you know, instead of just like, "Oh, I have to avoid the man I just slept with." I mean, it's not like she's 
never slept with somebody before. But here's the thing. <laughs> Even if you are an advice columnist, it doesn't mean that you're perfect, nor do you have all the answers right. to everyday problems, especially if you're out there giving advice. And I think it's also easier to give advice than to take your own advice. So her feelings are completely 100% valid. Would we have liked to have seen Phoebe be that girl that ha- that doesn't have that type of fear when it comes to sex and dealing with love interests and stuff? Probably. But I mean, the way that this episode was set up, this is a clear foreshadowing to things to come, you know, on how, you know, this is the breaking point of her evolution. But I mean, it, it's completely understandable why she would want to play avoidance. It is sort of her character, but yeah, I think there are fans out there who probably would like her to just take it head on, especially with Leslie just being the honest Joe that he right. is. He's you not know, playing games. Yeah, he doesn't play games or anything like that. So to, to see these two just sort of be honest and open with each other may not be good for TV, but I would have definitely appreciated, like Ryan said, just her sort of facing her problems instead of just like literally hiding from all of that so i want to talk about this protection spell Mm. and the whole like this conversation or this sort of topic can really expand and go on so i'll try and keep it as brief as possible but i find a little bit of a plot hole when it comes to the grand design fate a little way that people are yeah the way that people are dying the interchangeable list magic exists and there are demons and supernatural forces that are taking human lives which doesn't disrupt the design right right you've also got demons and magical beings who inflict pain and possible death on people and leo is able to heal them which again disrupts this so-called design. So there must be a universal rule that if you are harmed by a magical being, you are able to be saved, right? But there have definitely been moments, especially like with Miles, how you can't take away, you know, you can't save somebody who's destined to die, right? He died from natural causes from human life. But then let's go back to, um, that agent who was investigating Cole's disappearance and he was on she he was on Phoebe's ass how did he die he died by a demon but yes. apparently in that specific episode where the angel of death first appeared he was supposed to die there was no saving him even though it was a magical being who killed him so i i don't know exactly where the line is drawn where somebody is meant to die by a magical being versus not and when they are able, the charm ones, to intervene and when they're not supposed to. So Kaplan was supposed to die, but he died by a magical being. Why can't he be saved? Why isn't he an innocent that is supposed to live? So that would also question that there is this huge fate. There's this design. It's already been made out for us. Right. And we aren't supposed to disrupt it. So why is it that this specific protection spell is something that's not in the design like Paige suddenly just broke out of what she was supposed to do made a protection spell and caused this whole ruckus it doesn't make clear sense no because why would they ever do this before either it's like out of nowhere that this a protection spell that works 
Now, I understand that they made a point to say that protection spells backfire, and clearly this protection spell was not supposed to result in what we just saw. So I totally get that. But again, if we're talking about fate and how people are not able to disrupt that, right? or it's already been chosen, why was it this specific spell that did it? You know, so I, I don't want to like dig in deep and like they messed up. It's just more of like, I personally don't have a clear sort of view on how magical beings are interwoven into the way people are supposed to die naturally. You know, you know, does that make sense? Totally. I, okay. I was, I was, conf- I'm with you a hundred percent. Okay. So Charmies, if you guys have theories, I'd love to hear about them. I'm not a charmed expert on this and I'm sure a lot of people know this show a lot better than I can to explain it, but that's just kind of what I'm seeing. And so that, that was a little troubling kind of get my head around that, but for an entertaining episode, this was great. I loved it. The hole in his stomach. I love it. It's very death becomes her. Yes. Just like the movie, they removed the spine because, you know, technically without that, he shouldn't be standing. But I get it for TV. It's too gross and probably costs a lot of money to keep a spine in there. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. Great, great sort of twist. Uh, I also want to bring up Cirque. Cirque was introduced in this scene. We got Zach Ward, who I have been a huge fan of. This hottie, I first saw him on the TV show Titus. That was on Fox. Oh my God. I yes. love Titus. Uh, <laughs> and then he later appeared in a cameo uh, in Freddy vs. Jason, which we just reviewed on Ryan's podcast, Radical Retro Rewind. And I've just, I just, I just think this guy's a hottie. But I also think he is super funny and he, I think, puts everything into every project that he's given. Yeah. And there is some of that in this episode where he he he's a demon that looks like he's like non-threatening, but he actually has a lot of power. And I just think yes. he, his passion to be a demon is so in this that I think that comes from Zach Ward. So he's definitely had a great career before and after those mentioned um, shows and movies. But yeah, I'm a big fan of Zach Ward and this man yeah. definitely made my hot man meter for season seven so <laughs> i had no doubt i said i know who's going on the meter today yeah <laughs> the sisters the chaplain and leo meet at the manor the angel of death appears and he says that he's here for the chaplain but can it can't claim his soul page admits having cast her protection spell on him and phoebe tells the angel of death about cirque but he will not listen. He must claim the souls of the dead and in a certain order and the chaplain must go soon. So I love that chaplain faints when he yeah. sees the angel of death. This is so great. Nothing else fazed him, but seeing the angel of death, he's like, I'm done. I got to just like, it. I got to go out for a minute. Again, like I said earlier, I love Simon and I love that he's back in this episode. There was another death character that was in during season six and he wasn't available to film. So there are other angels of deaths out there, but I'm glad that he still returned. Right. And especially for the last quote unquote. Exactly. And so I just think he makes a great impact playing the angel of death and the sisters didn't get to meet him. So for those who have been watching the show previously, Prue is the only one who got to meet him in the past. The sisters never got to see him. So this is the first time that they are witnessing him. 
and a lot of the trouble that he brings. I also want to point out that his shimmering effect is amazing. The way that they show his uh, skeleton face just before he officially disappears. Going into the Phoebe and Leslie discussion, Paige is encouraging, well, the sisters are encouraging her to go talk to to him because you're avoiding everything because of this man and we need you to handle that so you can get back to being the charm one. Uh, I wanted to ask you, in, in general, is it awkward to sleep with a guy and then talk to him the next day? You know, us gays, you know, we have a habit of hooking up a lot, not to say that it's only us that are doing it, but we have a way of sort of like disconnecting from getting hooked on every guy that we sleep with or having it be super awkward, maybe seeing them at work or, you know, around the way, you know, if you live in a small town or city and you just run into them, would you find it super awkward to run into like a past hookup or just somebody that you maybe work with? What do you think about that whole dynamic? I, okay, so I would probably, I would never put myself in the Phoebe position. So with, with the work thing, so I can't even grasp what she does. So that would never happen. It wouldn't be awkward because I will say, Rob, that if I've done something with somebody, I, I, I'm one of those people, like I have a connection with them. So I wouldn't not talk to them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not one of those people like it. It would I, I have a connection with somebody if I do something with them. So I would talk to them and I wouldn't be awkward unless it was like a like a ex or something like that. But other than that, no, because I wouldn't be doing something if I didn't like you. So with that being said, Phoebe is into Leslie. So like you, she has a connection with him and slept with him, but finds it very awkward. And she doesn't know if she's ready for all of this. So would you have reacted the same way and just avoided it? Or would you tackle it head on and talk with them? I would talk to them because I'm not one of those people I would want things to be left up in the air. I would want to know what's going on, what the person feels what they think, what they want to say, I would want to know. So, yeah, that's cool. And and I'm pretty much the same way. I I acknowledge people that I've messed around with in the past either with like a hello or whatever. It really depends on the dynamic and if we know mutual people, but I'm not one to literally just avoid and ignore anyone that I've been intimate with. As far as like sleeping with somebody that is very close to me or you know somebody that I have a connection with, Again, some things I I think are just sort of like obvious as far as the situation of where it's going to go or what this is. I usually will have a conversation. Right. Um, I don't think I've ever really been in a spontaneous like, oh, my God, we're hooking up. I can't. But like it's (sighs) that's like like, having those TV shows. I want to have that. (laughs) I know. Right. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say that. (laughs) It's, It's just never really been. I've just never really been in that type of situation where something as awkward as Phoebe and Leslie will happen, you know? Because she, because she always has to sleep with them at the paper. Bring them (laughs) somewhere else, Phoebe. (laughs) My one note to follow up yours, Chaplin falling down and he brought the lamp down with him when he fainted. It was dramatic and I was here for it. (laughs) Very funny. And also Angel of Death mentioning that he knew their sister, their mother, and their grandmother. As we go on, I mean, I'll bring this up later, Rob, but I just want to just ask you, 
Would you have liked this episode to explore more Piper's feeling about Prue's death? If they're going to make her learn about death in this way um, and work with death, especially if they thought this was the last season, wouldn't this have been a great time every time death's with her and saying, oh, I've, I've met one of your sisters before. Wouldn't that have been a thing to be like, I brought Prue, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, she was so strong when it ha- anything to give the, the like the audience something. I totally get you, but this would have been better in season four. D- definitely. Yeah, definitely. when she was def when she was heavily dealing with Prue's death and she was pissed off and all like definitely bring in, you know, the angel to kind of like explain this to her and stuff. So yeah, I totally get that. This would have been a a great opportunity for her to kind of talk with him about it. Mimic that Prue dynamic when Prue was angry at death. It would be the exact same, like, you know what? Like I've dealt with this before with your own sister, you know, kind of thing that she was the same way, but in the end, she went out with like a hero or something like that. I don't know. Something. It's season seven. Come on, people. <laughs> In the hospital, a patient has died of cardiac arrest. The angel of death tries to con- claim his soul, but can't. The heart monitor begins to beep again. Cirque appears and offers to help the angel of death and notes what Paige has done. No one can die while the spell is in effect. Damn. He offers to help the angel of death reverse Paige's spell. Phoebe tries to talk to Leslie about their embrace in his office the day before, but can't. She suspect he suspects she's in trouble because a federal agent has been to his office asking questions. Rob, we got to see the lobby of the Bay Mirror paper. And it looked gigantic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I wonder if they're like a suite in the building or is the entire building the Bay Mirror? I think they Good just have question. a floor. And Good they maybe qu- have like multiple offices in this in the same building. You're right, because it looks like that elevator must open up to that floor and then that's where... But there was the Bay Mirror sign in the background. Did you see that? Yeah. It's like, with Ask Phoebe, of course. Yeah, I did see that. I love this show, how we just break down like oh i wonder if the building is like the whole bay mirror like that's when you know you love a show such charmed conversation i love okay (laughs) and my only other thing that i noticed in these scenes with Alyssa is did you hear a little bit of congestion i think she might have had a little cold this week at some points filming this Alyssa. she had a little bit of a you're hilarious did you read about this did you read about this and you're like no i swear to god why she had a cold during this episode Oh my god, I know. I just noticed in that one episode she was like really like congested like this with Leslie and I was like I did oh. not notice that at all. Good call. Yeah, the notes actually say that she had told <laughs> this 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 episode. Whoa, my ears and my my mind is still working. <laughs> that's 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 all I have. So while the Angel of Death and Cirque were talking, we got a really good close-up of the makeup job on Zach Ward's character. And I really like it. It's very subtle, and it doesn't have, like, big warts or, like, a a heavy, like, divide into his face. Like, it's clearly half and half but like, you know how there could be, like, clumps of, like, certain makeup part? Yes. that, That... it just was a very seamless, seamless. into his look skin. Look real. Yeah, I, I really liked his look and his, like, one eye or whatever. Like, I just thought that was a really nice effect. 
do you like that it didn't take away from his all his full on appearance for you? Like well, yeah. you still got the effect of the face. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, and I love Leslie in this scene too. You know, because Phoebe's like, "Okay, I'm gonna call you," and he's like, "No." you're not going to call me. You've been avoiding me. Like this woman just needs to hear it. And I love that he does not hold back. Amen. You may not like this character, Ryan, but I love his blunt honesty. The man just really shares his feelings every single opportunity. And he, you know, calls shit out for what they are. It's like, girl, you're avoiding me. What are you doing? Stop it. You know? Yeah. So I, I just want to point that out. He's being very adult about everything so far. Yes, for sure. So Brody goes to Daryl and says that he's trying to get to the Hollowells. He promises that he means them no harm, but needs their help. Inspector Sheridan has been transferred to another district. Hallelujah. (laughs) And Brody threatens to have Daryl transferred unless he helps. So right now we're seeing Brody show a lot. Transfer me. Transfer me. He's, He's showing a lot of desperation right now. You know, now he needs help from the Charm Ones. He's not out to hurt them. So at this point, I guess he's more of a friend than a foe, but he definitely has a personal thing going on with the Charm Ones and, and what he's trying to do. But, you know, threatening this man to transfer him in his job or whatever, yeah, that's that's very heavy desperation. So I wonder what it could be. What has got him so into the sisters so much? I love when Daryl feels very threatened by him and he goes to like shut the door so he can like officially talk to him about the Hollowells. I don't know. The camera captured Kerr making this like smirk or smile as if he was like, yeah, shut that door so we can get down to business. It was like, can they just make out? Can they just make out? Leo, you cannot break up (laughs) Daryl and Leo for Kyle. It was just a very interesting shot to cut to, but, you know, showing that grubby smile. I think it's just because the character so far has this cocky, like, grin about him that you don't know what it's about. So he's just projecting this, like, although I like the way you're taking it a little more than. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I also want to point out now that how is Brody on the job able to do all of this government all, all of this on the government's dime, hunting down witches for his own personal game. And, you know, we learn what it is about later in the in the season. But it's like, how are you able to do all of this without the FBI down your back unless he's no longer FBI or whatever? I don't know what's going on, but how is he able to do all of this without the FBI knowing? Like, I just find this to be hilarious that he has all of these resources hunting down witches, you know? <laughs> We know what happened the last time there was a uh, a detective looking for witches. I mean, Ancient Jackman. <laughs> but if would you if you were Daryl, would you help Brody in this? I mean, yes, he's threatening your job. You don't want to be anywhere around the drama. You know, he obviously has the power to kind of do what he did to Sheridan. Would you help him? I don't think Daryl could know that if he really could trust him because how many times have people posed as cops and agents and again have tried to kill them and get under the, and he does say Daryl that he doesn't he's not 
friendly with them right now, but doesn't want them to die. I was like, well, geez, Daryl, thank you for clearing that up. I didn't think we we thought you wanted them to die, but um, exactly. I don't think so. Honestly, if I was Daryl at this point, I would I would tell the sisters, you know, listen, this is what's happening now. I don't know if I would trust him. Yeah, I wouldn't trust him either. And watching this now, probably for the first time, I probably would have even questioned if he was FBI to begin with. So, yeah, interesting scene with the both of them. But we get a little bit more into Brody and what he's doing here. And someone else got a little more into Brody, possibly. (laughs) So the chaplain goes to his wife, Harriet, because earlier he escapes under Piper's watch and talks to her and kisses her as he as if he was dying. And he is sweating and she is super worried. Shortly after, the angel of death appears to him. And meanwhile, Piper is scrying for Chaplin without any luck and suddenly finds him. And she and Paige realize that the spell has been broken since you can't scry for someone with the protection spell. So I think Chaplin did exactly what anyone in his position would do if they were on the brink of death. You go obviously go say goodbye or handle any business that you need to take care of. He wasn't scared or or needed to like get away from the sisters and he feared for his life. It was like, I know what's happening to me. I need to t- handle some business. If you had this opportunity, Ryan, do you have a plan? Do you know exactly who you would go to? Um, Would you even tell them that you're dying or would you keep it a secret like Chaplin did? Oh, I'm screaming it. (laughs) I'm dying! (laughs) Don't let me go! Hold on! I would want to tell, probably, I would want to be with either my my mother, (laughs) somebody, you know... It's so hard, but I would probably say something. I would want a little closure for the person, for myself. What about you, Rob? This is so sad. Yeah, I, you know, I definitely would go and see, you know, the people that I love. I mean, you are close to your family in the same city. It's not like he can just, you know, teleport to whoever he wants to. <laughs> so, you know, obviously I'll be on my phone texting people or whatever. <laughs> Cause all oh, my no. family and stuff like lives outside of the city. But yeah, I, I would attempt to do the same thing, I guess as well. Make some big grand, you know, exit on, on <laughs> YouTube or something. <laughs> Cause that's all Make I've got count. here in LA. The chaplet's wife looked back at him, Rob. We discussed this in a previous episode. (laughs) She was definitely worried about him, but yes, she did look back. (laughs) Now I'm keeping an eye out. Do you get a feeling back to season one again, having a brunette (laughs) cop in with Daryl inside the police station? Are you getting Andy vibes? Are they trying to tie this back to... That's what I got all of a sudden watching this. I'm like, are they trying to go back to bases for again? They think this is the end of the series, possibly. Like, I didn't <laughs> didn't get that same vibe, but it also would have been very interesting to see Daryl get a new partner. 
and having to deal with keeping the secret, but also maybe taking that Andy role of like knowing what's going on. And then this new detective just sort of being the skeptic one. And Daryl's like, Oh, I used to be like you, you know, like that would have been a fun thing to have him have a new partner, but, uh, well, he got Sheridan. That was a new partner. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't get that vibe, but I mean, yeah, I, I could see how you would, you would see that and whatnot. Hope. Too bad he wasn't like working with Daryl. Yeah, as, yeah. Uh, as a you know fellow cop versus an FBI guy. Okay. So that was all my notes for that scene. Oh, okay, go ahead. Page and Piper orb and find the chaplain dead and the angel of death standing over him. He tells them of the consequences of the spell, and as the sisters walk away, the angel of death gestures, and Piper falls down dead in the street. Holy God. Her soul appears dressed in black. She has become an angel of death. Piper's soul argues with the angel of death, but he demands her help and hands her a list of of those who are about to die. Whew. So gotta love Paige telling Piper to stop yelling at death. It Love is it. clearly in Piper's fashion to yell and be sassy to the literal angel of death. Like, you know, sorry, you can't keep up. Like, how do you talk to death like that? I just think it's funny, but it is so Piper. So Piper to do that. It is Piper to a T. I, I just have to say, these girls, and this happens throughout the whole episode, even later on with Leslie, when they have to lie about the sister dying, you gotta be a little better at covering your tracks. They act so suspicious, these sisters. Paige, talking to Piper. Yeah, I understand she's talking to her, but even when they react, like, oh, your sister's dead, and she's like, oh, yeah, like, you gotta play it up a little bit more than that. I mean, you gotta cover for your secret. I understand that they're if this was us. if this was more of a drama than a comedy, then we would get those type of behaviors and you know and and cover ups. Because this is a comedy, you gotta have those moments. So, I mean, See, I get I, it. I like it rather when they did this, and this is actually one of my notes. When Paige says to Piper, he's probably watching me talking to myself, Kyle, because he's all cross here. That would have been a perfect thing. But I just hate when the like the coroner or the police can like talk to Paige and she just acts so crazy because she knows Piper's really still there with her. But eh, just to pick it apart a little. But Rob, I want to say it always get back to Prue. Do you think this would have been a Prue storyline if she was still alive? That she again has to accept death, and would we see... still have the previous episode exist? Yes, I'm thinking like this would be almost like a part two. That now she actually has to take the person themselves and see how she feels about that if she's willing to do it. If she still hadn't learned her lesson, I would say yes. But I still think that it's great that another sister had to kind of go rounds with angel of death i think if prue was still alive she would be like oh yeah been there done that you're gonna have to listen and do what he says yada 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 i would have just done that and do you think it would have been back to her like trying to save the innocent still if she could or is it too much of a 
rehash of that episode. Then. Well, I mean, this was Prue's last season. I, I think she came to a really good revelation on how death works and that you have to accept that people are supposed to die when they're supposed to. Mm. And, you know, she wasn't there when Miles was going through his drama with Phoebe. She definitely would have been there to console her and make her understand that this man has to go. But we didn't get that because she didn't make it to season four. So I don't know. I think I don't think Prue would have redacted from what she learned from that episode. And I, I like I, I think I kind of like it the way that it is. Love the fact that death just without even warning or permission just decides you're just going to help me do my job <sighs> since you want to act all high and mighty. You do what I do, bitch. You handle this list. You catch up. I will go and have me a Mai Tai and watch you so you can learn a lesson. I think the body on the floor was a man in a wig. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I just, there's no doubt about that. What but, does that say about, what would, wouldn't Holly be like, yo, you giving me a, a man? I could just, just picture cast things, a woman a to do this. Yeah, it, yeah it's so funny. <laughs> So when the inspector was talking about taking Piper's body to get an autopsy, is going to the morgue. I love this. And then Piper is just on the side. They can't do that. Can't they? Can't do that. <laughs> Not I a good idea. Freaked out too. Holy shit! But I also love that Piper was cowering behind Paige when they spotted the angel of death, like she was hiding from. Him. I was like. Or not from the angel death, from the inspector. Spectre. And I'm just, oh, no, no, no. It was when they saw Brody across the street. And then Piper kind of goes behind Paige and Cow. I was like, he can't see you, Piper. Why are you hiding behind him? Her. Your judge outfit. I just thought that was so funny. Um, but, you know, uh, the other thing that I really enjoyed was this scene of the sisters just together. Just the three of them, they were setting up all the exposition of the episode, you know, about the list, about, you know, uh, Zach needing to, you know, Sir needing to kill, you know, like, you know, a, a relative or whatever. Yes. And it was just those like really cool sisterly moments of having to explain to uh, Phoebe what happened to Piper and just, oh, no. And, you know, all of that, it, it just took like, what, maybe two minutes and it was just the three of them just talking, catching up, setting up the plan. This is what we're doing. Okay, break. I just like that. It was just a moment that just yeah. stood out to me. And I really thought it was fun to have those sisterly moments. But then it also hit me that I really don't know how Rose was able to do this show. The way that, I mean, just look how playful everyone is in this scene when they're talking about and you know, Piper's like, I got to go collect souls. Bye. And then they just kind of like, everybody was just so playful and, and, you know, talking with each other. I don't know how she did it. Just hearing all of the things that, you know, you're hearing now about, like, I did not want to be there and all like, I don't know how she did this show in this I, season. I, with all I, I got to say, I think that just shows you. And I did notice, I don't know if this is just me picking up on things. There's a lot more Paige and Piper scenes. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I got to say, people give Rose McGowan crap about her acting. I'm just going to say that's just because she's a good actress. Then she's able to, uh, you know, really sell 
the sister aspect of their characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also got a scene before we go to the next one um, where Piper is uh, transferring uh, her first soul as mm. part of her catch-up list. And this gentleman dies on the table and she's like, you know, I, I don't know. This is my first time. She showed a bit of vulnerability with collecting her first soul, but also a, a moment of comfort for this man. The way that she escorted him to the light and everything. Her voice was softer. Did you notice she tried to play on this angel of death role? I really enjoyed that scene as well. I thought that was really cool. She does it in Piper fashion, truly, too. When the guy's like, what's happening? She's like, I don't know, but... I think we're supposed to go thin there. (laughs) Cirque visits Kira, wanting to know why he is still half human, and she shows him one more relative. Phoebe realizes the remaining relative will be on Piper's list. And this is from Leslie, who stops by to console Phoebe about her sister's death. And her and Paige are hilarious just on how casual she is about dying. I just thought that was so crazy. What do people think of the Hollowell sisters? They are effing crazy, all of them. So Cirque is in the chapel and is ready to kill Harry. And so I I will say that I love this, the secrecy of it all. When every time Kira shows something in her bowl, we always get the reaction rather than what it is that they see, which I'm sure is like saving money on special effects. But it leaves a little bit of the mystery to let us form the idea in ourselves like what it is that they're seeing you don't want the cement leo face to appear again right but it will be like the woman (laughs) with the baby (laughs) but i don't know if you can remember back in the day were you able to deduce that there was another child on the way i think i figured it was gonna have to do with that innocent the wife somehow for some reason i didn't maybe i didn't think of the baby thing but I knew it was going to come down to the chaplain's wife. I definitely thought of the baby thing. I thought that, yeah, I mean, it, it's always in fashion where, you know, like, I thought I got everybody. And then it's like, nope, you have like, Jason goes to hell. You know, like, oh, yeah, I thought I got everybody. Nope. We still have that one baby. We gotta, you know, we gotta kill children. <laughs> well, isn't that even in Charmed as well? The episode with the ghost that was haunting the family. Mm-hmm. They yep. had to get that baby. It's always yeah. those babies. Yeah. So that's how I was able to kind of like figure that out. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Up, oh, she's back. Okay, she spots another witch. <laughs> okay, let's see who it is this week. We hear you. We hear you. Okay. We gotta, you gotta stop screaming so loud on these things. Oh, no, dear. It's more like a moaning sound. You know, ghosts tend to be very depressed creatures anyway. Like this. Ooh. Ooh. Is that Beetlejuice? What witch do you know in Beetlejuice? I'm thinking of what's his name, the the seance guy. Um, oh no, he is no magical being. God, I would love to be able to guess this, but all good. You technically got a hint earlier this week, so I'm surprised you didn't guess this. But this quote comes from Aggie Cromwell 
from Halloween Town. This is Debbie Reynolds. Oh my God, yes! <laughs> I told Ryan that I was watching Halloween Town for the very first time. I'm so excited! To start off spooky fall season, we just had fall start, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to finally watch Halloween Town. Uh, more on that. Oh, okay. Yeah, more on that on Ryan's podcast. We're gonna definitely talk about uh, my review of that movie on one of our reviews for the month of October. But yes, um, I watched Halloween Town for the first time, and Debbie Reynolds just played this very powerful, very happy and proud witch. She's got powers, and she's also got a AI suitcase that follows her around and has a mind of its own all the time but she was having a dinner with her family and she was talking about how ghosts are depressing so they moan a lot and all of that and so she was just telling the stories about halloween town <laughs> so aggie? I, is it aggie i think it's aggie cromwell yes aggie cromwell so yeah just had to quote her and welcome her into our uh, witch uh, library. So, but Rob, that actually works too because her granddaughter's last name is Piper. I know, right? So that's very charmed, it and they're witches. Charmed. Yeah, no, I thought that was cool. Okay, back to the episode. Cirque is is in the chapel, and he's ready to kill Harriet. The remaining relative is Cap. Chaplin's unborn child. So Piper appears and cannot interfere, but Paige and Phoebe orb in and fight Cirque off. Harriet's name is no longer on Piper's list, but now Phoebe's name is. And so Paige then takes Harriet to magic school. The list is constantly changing, but Phoebe notes that Cirque isn't on the dead list. And so he still has his human soul, and someone in his family is still alive. So they all kind of come to the same conclusion that there's one more relative out there, at least, that they need to take care of. So as I was thinking this, they were kind of going over the fact that Piper, you know, was announced dead. She was on the news. And, you know, Leslie came in and tried to console and all that good stuff. You wonder if P3 suffered from this. Like, did they even open up the club that day? <laughs> because like, uh, the owner is gone. Like, would you go and be like, oh, I just heard the owner of this club went, should we go to the club and dance and all this? <laughs> I, You know there's those morbid people, Rob, or those people who just want to cash in on death. or Not cash in, but they just want to be a part of it almost. Like yeah. these people that go to uh, funerals that have nothing to do with, you know, the family just because it's in the news or something. I could totally see that happening. Like, we're going to go to P3. Yeah. One of those sisters died again. Number two. <laughs> so also in this scene, we do get a one-on-one -on -one with Piper and the Angel of Death. Piper is hands down refusing to watch Phoebe die and, and watch her, you know, go to the light and, and all of that good stuff. And so it's, this is a very similar conversation that Prue had with the Angel of Death back in the day. And I think that Death was coming up with some really good points as to why this has to happen. And that's just the way that it is. And it's not fun to think about death at all. And I, you know, I wonder if this hit hard on anyone having to not only realize that the only 
as far as this show explains, the only reason for living is to have an ending. Like we are all going to die someday and all of that. And for a lot of people, that's not fun to think about at all. Like, do you think that this topic was too heavy for a show like this or, or was this pretty appropriate for charmed? Yes. Cause death is a real thing in, in this universe. Uh, and that in, in, in all of our unit, the charmed universe and ours, but yeah, of course it makes you think of your own, but this is a charm subject. This is a perfect life or death subject, and I I think it's fitting. Well, it was a nice scene between the both of them as well, so I, I enjoyed it. So we see that we get this seer saying, there must be another is that, you know, is that just a, a normal line to add? Because, or is that a callback to the seer in season four? I could, see another. The way they did it, I don't know. It could be just, another, you know, callback. All these unplanned pregnancies and nobody's announcing them. And like, yeah, <laughs> there's always going to be another out there. <laughs> there is another. The whole time, Rob, I'm worried about Piper's body. They're not doing anything. Paige mentions that she tries to call Daryl at one point from stopping her from getting an autopsy. And I'm sorry, Daryl is not going to stop them from cutting open Piper's body when he, basically she's saying that she's, I'm sure she said she's under a thing right now. We're hoping to get her back. But if she gets an autopsy, she'll be dead for real. What? Like, he disagreed to that I, I don't i don't like that they added that in i mean we see it off we don't it happens off camera but i'm yeah. sorry i think daryl would have did something with that body the other thing is leo mentioned the cleaners rob what did you think about that and the fact that they won't help anymore but isn't that their whole purpose for being we want to we want to make sure that you know piper lives and you know Phoebe doesn't end up being the next one. They're not there to protect magic. They're there mm. to make sure it doesn't get exposed. And with all that's going on, magic hasn't been exposed yet. So the cleaners really don't have a responsibility in this one. But I'm glad that they are mentioned. This is the thing that I wanted in the first three seasons was the yeah. cleaners mentioned because of their existence. So I'm glad that they're still bringing them up. Yeah, can you imagine just the throwaway line in, like, season one or two, and then me coming back into the fold all those years later? <laughs> that would have been great. And I did think, I don't know if you remember that Phoebe got her premonitions back, but there was something in this episode, Rob, about the fact that they kept bringing up the fact that she doesn't have active powers, that I was kind of thinking, oh, wait. She's going to earn one of them back in this episode just because there was too many things setting it up. There no was powers, a no lot powers. of setup in this episode. Very obvious that they were going to give her some kind of power back. They wouldn't have brought it up unless. So, yes, lots and lots of setup in this. Cirque goes back to Kira, who shows him the sisters' plans. He proposes a truce to the sisters. Paige prepares a vanquishing potion. Phoebe refuses to hide at magic school. Leo and Phoebe orb to Cirque. His truce is Harriet's life in return for Phoebe's. When Phoebe refuses, Cirque returns and electrocutes Paige, who had orbed in behind him. Piper now has to claim Paige's soul, but, Paige's, but Paige stalls. 
Phoebe lays her hand on Paige's body and the power of premonition returns. Look at that. Ooh. So it was Paige's. It was Paige's. Um, <laughs> all Paige's doing. It got her powers back. See? MVP here. No. Yes, this is set up as a twist. Paige gets killed. But why, one, was she standing there so long <laughs> without throwing the vanquishing potion? Like, we're not giving these demons time to screw us in the back we know they're gonna screw us in the back throw the potion i know you feel me with this piper takes to this too easy when it comes to page phoebe 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 nope 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 not doing it i'm refuse she's my sister page uh, you gotta go you gotta go that's it that's how I feel. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Piper couldn't wait. She could not wait. Like, she held out her hand. She was like, let's go. We gotta go. No, I know that Piper loves Paige, but you always have that thought in the back of your head. If it was one of the original sisters, would she do this? Always. And we'll never know. It is always these particular situations where it's always Paige, and it's like, yeah okay the mummy yeah oh maybe it will work oh maybe Paige will remember that spell mm. i yeah it, it's so funny how it's always Paige, but notice that you know we got another one of your dark alleys to handle you know <laughs> grown folks magic business uh did you notice that when Paige dies you know she ends up in the robe or whatever and you know to give this all white look she's wearing these like open-toed like plexiglass like open-toed yeah, heels yeah. they couldn't give her just white heels to wear but yeah they had to be open-toed and that like plastic plexi like cover like it was funny. is that like her snow white shoes like when she died in snow white they're like these are her like probably <laughs> so here's the other thing though i wonder if they would have been given a hint to Cirque's backstabbing plan if Piper took a look at that list one more time and saw that Paige's name was on the list instead of Phoebe's. She didn't care. No, but the thing is, it's like, that's the other thing with my thoughts earlier in the episode is that if we looked at the list, would it, would the list have updated taken Phoebe's name off and put Paige's on there instead? Because in his mind, he was going to, trigger so like they they talked about like changing the events and circumstances or whatever and so it wouldn't show up on the list or something i don't know but it, i just wonder if Paige's name was on the list and if they had looked at it would they have known about his plan it would have been nice because death you would think death knows right i mean it would have automatically went on there so Phoebe gets her visions back, or at least this particular premonition. So it looks like there was definitely another premonition after the alleged last yay, one that we claimed from before. So yay, I, I completely forgot about that when she got her premonition back. But now we'll see how many premonitions she gets from now on, now that she has them back. But it looks like she's reached a threshold into what she needed to learn while on sabbatical. Did she really even take one? 
Like, you know, it's episode five, you know, (laughs) we don't know how much time has passed since then, but apparently she's learned her lesson. So are you glad that she got her premonitions back? Yes, I'm if this was again the last season, which I want every I always love that. Keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. This could have been the last season. You want her to have her powers back on a show about witches and if, and especially for your many of your main characters that's supposed to be so just and selfless and all these things. Yes, she should earn her powers back. So definitely. I'm sad that it even took five episodes. And she actually even says, at least premonitions anyway, like she got back. So I guess she's like, I know I didn't get the other ones back. So by killing Paige, Cirque has gained the ability to enter magic school. But Leo and Phoebe orb in and Phoebe throws the potion and much to his horror, Cirque is briefly turned fully human before he dies. I'm human and I need to be loved. I love that line. He is just so pissed that he is a human being. He's like, I'm human. Love that line. Dirt on the ground. That's what he thinks of us. I love it. So uh, the angel of death appears. Cirque, however, is not on his list. I don't get this at all like this whole entire revelation how they fix this problem it it, it's just confusing i'll just say that i don't dislike it but it's confusing so phoebe and leo demand the return of Paige's soul and return for cirques the angel of death agrees so it's clear that the angel of death favors good and he also favors the sisters he's obviously been very personal with them all and This whole trade a soul thing, I guess that is cool. But this idea of like the list wasn't updated to have to have Kevin die, it, it's just weird. So I I'm still a little bit confused on how the grand design works and how the list updates and knows when people will die versus when they don't. And I don't get how this particular situation causes for them not to show up. It's just I don't know. It's just weird. So, I agree. I'm, I agree. I'm dealt with it. We're going to move on, but they they traded souls, so Paige gets to live. So Piper revives in the morgue and finds Brody waiting for her. I love this so much. I love this. Nobody's in the morgue except for Brody, which is weird. I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to leave people down there by themselves without like a coroner or somebody guarding these bodies. So um, it was just weird that he was down there by himself. And he knew that she was going to come back to life. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we also got Brody in casual clothing. He was out of the suit and tie, which I loved. And he looked great. I'll just say that. We do get an explanation as to why Piper is alive now. But again, this is more on the idea of Brody and his personal mission and using mm. FBI resources. I don't know how he's able to pull all of this off without setting off these alarms. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you should be on actual real cases. Why are you out there hunting witches? It's just weird of his position with the FBI. I also love the fact that Angel of Death, and he just is going through all this, like, Kevin's soul for pages. Let's do a trade. And he's just like, well, this has been quite the remarkable day. And I'm like, it has. He is 
so done with all of like, wow, what a fucking day. And I got to say, yeah, true. Like these Hollowells. 100%. These Hollowell women. <laughs> <laughs> so Brody offers to tell the local authorities that she had faked her own death at his request. And that he will need the Charmed Ones' help with something even greater. So yeah, there's no way that the Charmed Ones would have been able to fix this without either the Cleaner's help if magic was exposed, given the fact that Piper is no longer dead. It's it's Yeah, it's just a very weird thing with Brody now because we still don't know what his mission is. And I'm actually okay with not knowing. Do you feel mm. a, a sense of frustration that we don't know what he's up to by now? Or do you think I, it's like right on track to keep the suspense? Like, I think at the time I remember thinking, okay, what does he want? But at the same time, I didn't think he was going to turn out to be like a Sheridan kind of character. Um, I didn't know what he wanted, but I do think he acts like a creeper though rob especially in that scene with piper he looks under one of the the autopsy victims or just he lifts up the the blanket over the head and looks at it it's like the way he acts this character i don't know if this is intentional but he gives this creepy vibe up at the same time so it is confusing gotcha well, we close up the episode with uh, Phoebe and Leslie having one more scene, and I love this. It's sort of like a deja vu, but in reverse. You know, Leslie is found attempting to knock on the door, but then he <sighs> is like, forget it, I'm not doing it, and then is caught by Phoebe, who has this grand interest, entrance you in like a it. very gorgeous outfit. I love what she was wearing in this last scene. Just it's very this, cute. It's very this long cute. skirt. It's white. It's very spring. It or you know whatnot. Yeah, I I really like this outfit. But um, again, we we Leslie is the one that's giving us the explanation on Piper. Yep. You know, like thank you, Leslie, for showing up to explain all of the Piper drama. <laughs> exposition dump. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they have a moment and they kind of admit to each other and, and stuff like that. So. I, I don't know from this perspective rewatching it. Do you like Leslie more? Do you like them together? What do you think about those two? I think the problem again is what we discussed last week. If we didn't know he was only on for five episodes, I would think I would be into him a little more because he is a, on paper, a really nice, mature guy. Something I got to say something about Nick's acting though. It's not terrible, but I wouldn't want him with Phoebe, I'll just say. Gotcha. I mean, she, he's he's not the strongest that I've seen with Phoebe. I, I, I honestly think that he would be cool with them being witches, though. Yeah, he's very laid back. Yeah, right? uh, yeah I think he would be totally cool. So that's a great attribute. But otherwise, I, I don't think he's a right fit for her either. But... Yeah, again, I, I do like the man's honesty and whatnot. So the last thing that we see is that Leo and Piper get a family moment in the conservatory with the kids. And we also get Wyatt still looking like he cares about nothing and only sees <laughs> darkness in his eyes. I mean, just not a smile or any. You can never get this kid to smile for shit. And But it's a nice moment. It's nice to close that out. And, you know, Piper and Leo are taking it slow and slowly just working back into the family dynamic which I think is awesome. So that concludes Sticks Feet Under episode five. 
Oh my god. Love it, Rob. I just want to say I love that Piper and Leo are actually having a normal moment together and currently he's not seeing any floating heads. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ryan, you know why everyone's here. They want to know who won the game. So do I. (laughs) (laughs) So last week, we both played one of our first Charm-themed games of the season. We played Spellbound. This was a game created by Ryan, and I had a ton of fun with it. But we left it up to to the listeners, and they decided that I had the better spell. Ha ha. Yeah. Damn you pirates. No, I, I loved it. No, I I myself was a fan of your spell. So I am with the Charmies. So here's the thing, though. While I may have won, you actually got an actual review of yours. Oh, thank you. Who is so, this from? This is on Twitter. The Twitter account, The Charmed Soul. Ooh, love the name. This person said both were great, but I have to give my vote to Ryan for that last part of the spell. Great podcast, by the way. So you got commentary. I, I didn't get a review. But I am I honored. Am, I'm very <laughs> grateful for my votes. Thank you so much. Ryan, you know I loved your spell. Your spell was awesome as well. So yeah. We got more coming in the thank you, Rob, but we got more coming in the future. I can't wait to do more of these games. We have four other games that we didn't even play yet. Ah, oh, Charmies. So we'll definitely have another game coming up on episode eight. And this game is still going on for the entire season. Any one of you guys want to produce a spell for us that includes the word frog or lotion, send it my way. We'll read (laughs) it on the show. Yes. Send it my way. We'll send it on. We'll, we'll listen to it or not listen to it. We'll read it on the show. And I would love to hear what anybody else comes up with. So to the next game, Ryan zero, Rob one. Yay, Rob. So I just want to take this moment as a reminder that we are just starting October and this is a great, great time to join Patreon for all its bonus content and features. Remember that you get early access to just about every episode that comes out before everybody else, but we also have some new goals and activities that are being done plus um, bonus episodes and opportunities for you to even be on the show. Once October comes through, I think that we may have a guest star appearance to come in and be a charming spotlight. And we also have a goal that may have been reached, which means that if you are Uh, a patron in the attic for the month of October, one of these next four episodes will actually be in video as well as audio. You will see Ryan and I record an episode and visually get our antics as well. So there's some wonderful things going on on Patreon right now. So definitely check out the page, patreon.com slash BWTH podcast. I'll make sure to look my best that week. <laughs> Next week on Charmed, once in a blue moon. <laughs> no! Do I you know what 
this is. I knew, you know what this is. I know is. what this is. I don't remember liking it as much, but I do remember that this might be one of the most hated episodes of the series. I can't remember this having a good reputation. It but doesn't. It does have, <laughs> we always have fun either way. It does have my man from Bones in it, so I'm going to praise him next week. Oh, yes. can't wait to see him again. Yeah. <laughs> He's going on my meter, I think. I know, right? Yeah. So I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode. Wonderful to have you back. We are officially in October. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. We also have an anniversary coming up. A charmed anniversary? Charmed anniversary. This Thursday is the anniversary of the first aired episode of Charmed oh. on the WB, October 7th. So remember to do something really cool and thematic with Charmed on that day. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to get to the house again. And if Ryan is awake at this time, I'll definitely FaceTime him in so he can Yay! see the Oh my God, please. Yeah, so look out for that. Hopefully we can accomplish that on Thursday and then we'll talk about everything else going on in the next episode. So yay for another Happy year of anniversary, Charmed. anniversary, Charmed. Yeah. 23 years? Is it 23 years? I, I think it's years? 23 right now, yeah. Yay, that's the only time I want to celebrate 23 years in the past for something in my life <laughs> all right thanks charmies have a wonderful brunch bye turned into monsters which makes dating nick a little tough for phoebe don't be mad at me i guess i didn't think i was gonna like you this much a fresh charm blue moon on the wb 